And hello, everyone, and welcome to Sister to Sister. This is Trish Carr from Women's Prosperity Network, and it is my pleasure to be here today with my very special guest. You know, this show, I invite you to listen with an open mind and an open heart, because it's only when we open both of those that we can make a difference in the world. And Sister to Sister is all about just sharing simple experiences from people who regularly experience racism. And today my guest is an amazing woman, Dr. Charmaine Wilson. She's originally from the island of Jamaica, one of my favorite places. Yes, <laughs> yes, we love Jamaica. But she's been uh, in the U.S. for 30 years, right, Charmaine? 30 years. So Over 30 years. Yeah. More than 30 years. So she came here when she was like two. She, obviously, <laughs> she's so young. Uh, but she's an amazing, accomplished woman. She's a full-time college professor, and she did that uh, two, three years ago now, right? 2017? Mm -hmm. Yes. And before that, she was working in corporate America mostly throughout her whole career and was still an adjunct professor because she's got the teaching vibe. She's just, that's what she's meant to do. The coolest thing is that she, with this teaching vibe, not only does she work with students at the college, but she's also a health and wellness advocate. Yes. And a few years ago, right? A few years yeah. ago, she was introduced to an amazing company that provides all natural products, you know, like things to clean your home with that don't have toxins and poisons in them, uh, body lotions that when it's absorbed into your skin, there's no oils that get in there and all that ooky stuff and all kinds of things for your body, for your home, for your health. And the company is Malaluka and it's one I've been using for many, many years. So I'm really thrilled that that's something else that you do too. You know, the thing that it really amazes me is not only are you balancing full-time college professor, full-time health and wellness advocate, but you have three kids and yes. a husband. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like you're juggling all of those things. So I, the other thing I really admire about you, Dr. Charmaine, is your education. Mm -hmm. I mean, clearly it's important to you. You obviously, you earned a bachelor's degree and a master's, and now you hold a graduate, a doctorate degree that mm -hmm. you are a doctor. So, you know, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I so appreciate you. Uh, coming on the show today. So appreciate you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. And um, Dr. Charmaine lives in Virginia, if I didn't mention that yet. Have you always lived there? Um, for the last 20 years. Yeah, that's a long time. That's yes. Long time. So wonderful. So let me go ahead and open the floor to you and just, okay. you know, tell us what you'd like us to know and what your experience has been. All right. Thank you so much, Trish, for that warm, warm welcome. And nice to meet you all. Um, you know, while Trish was talking, I was thinking, and I, um, I have to start out with the fact that, you know, my, where my education, you know, or this zest for education came about was from my grandmother. Um, back home in Jamaica, I was raised by my grandmother and she always told me, she said, always go get your education because nobody can take it from you. Once you have it, you have it. Nobody can take it from you. But I've always had a zeal for teaching. 
I knew that is where, you know, I needed to be. And so when I came here to the United States, um, I did everything that I, you know, I figured out what I needed to do and I went to the schools and um, I was able to get my education. Now, in terms of, you know, racism and, you know, living in this body, um, I have had a couple of, you know, instances that stood out for me. And, you know, I just wanted to share this morning because, yes, when you are not exposed to this, you really don't understand what we go through. One thing that really stood out um, for me or came, you know, right into my mind when I was asked to um, speak this morning was the fact that um, I, I remember when I first came to this country, I was working in a fast food restaurant and I had been promoted up to manager. And so within six months, I made it to manager, you know, which was awesome. And there was a customer, a customer came in and she had a, um, she had a, you know, she, she had a problem with her meal. So, you know, I was called over and I was talking to her, you know, trying to resolve the issue. And then all of a sudden she was like, well, you need to go back on the banana boat that you came over here on. And I was like, I said, well, I, I did come in on a plane. And she was like, well, you, you know, and I, it was, it really took me aback because I was not expecting her to just jump into, you know, telling me where I need to go back to. Um, and banana yeah. boat. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> I don't know where she got that from, but um, yeah, so you know, she told me that, and um, anyway, we were able to, I was able to kind of bring the conversation around and got her calm. You know, she was very upset about her, her meal not being right, and it just took off from there. <laughs> she went from zero to 100. But um, I was able to talk to her, you know, really calm her down and get, you know, um, fix the meat, you know, gave her the correct meal. And after that, she left. A couple of days later, a young man came over to me and he was like, I wanted to talk to you. And I was like, okay. And I'm listening. And he was like, you know what? You did an amazing thing the other day. And I didn't, I didn't even know what he was, you know, because, you know, you're busy. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he brought up the instant. He said he was there and he had had issue, you know, people coming to him because he's also um, an immigrant and um, uh, of color. And people are always saying, you know, negative things to him. And he liked how I responded. And I was so, I was like, wow, you just never know who's, you know, looking at or watching when those situations um, occur. Um, and so fast forward onto, you know, um, from that situation, most of the instances after that, cause that was the one that was really blatant, you know, like right in my face, mm -hmm. but most of the others have been more subtle, you know, it, it's not really, you know, they don't say certain things, but the actions, you know, are what you notice. Um, so years later, my kids, you know, we were, my kids were little and I would go into this one department store. And every time I went into the department store, I would hear code over the intercom code. Like it, I don't remember what the code was, but it was like code 1040 
code and you know and they would um blast it over the intercom and i kept saying to myself why every time when i come into the store you know there's this code going on over the intercom and then i would notice you know associates coming around you know following me and i didn't even think anything oh, i'm like okay what is going on but the store was in my neighborhood so i would visit there often and i guess after a while um, they got used to seeing me, so I didn't hear any more, you know, of that code. But I was talking to a lady who was, all, you know, worked there and was on the managerial staff. And we were just talking, and she brought up the code. She was like, yes, when, you know, people of color come into our store, we say this code. You know, she was just speaking to me. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I had a flashback. I was like, whoa, okay. So that was, I, you know, at the time I didn't know. And then, she, you know, she was, she was, you know, she was free. She was just talking. She was like, yeah, you know, uh, I didn't, I didn't like their policies and they would, you know, bring up whenever anybody of color come into the store, they would um, put this code or say this code over the intercom. And that is how we would know that, you know, somebody of color is in the store and we need to go and <laughs> follow them and make sure they're not stealing anything. And I was like, wow. And then that's when I had a, you know, like, wow, that happened to me. But I did not know at the time that that's what that, you know, what that meant. But even recently, even recently, I've had another case where my family and I went into a restaurant. We always go up to New York for Thanksgiving. And we always go up 13 for thank you know. Um, so those of you who knows and live in this area, you know that you can cut off two hours off of your trip when you take 13 to New York, you know. Oh, that's a nice tip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we would we would go we would go up 13 and we stopped at a restaurant to have dinner. Um, you know, and um we ordered our food and we were there. We waited, we waited, we waited, we waited, we waited. I was so hungry. So I told my husband, I was like, okay, what's going on? Why, you know, we see other people getting their meal and we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. So I called the, the, um, the waitress, you know, it's like, okay, um, yeah, we have ordered our meal for a while. I'm, I'm not, and she was like, well, I don't know what's going on. She went up, um, didn't see her again. And we're, and I told, I also told my husband, I said, okay, let's go. Because yeah. obviously, you know, they don't want us here. So, and we just got up and on our way out, that's when the manager walked up to me and she was very apologetic. She was very apologetic. Oh, you know, we're so sorry. And I mean, this is literally like three years ago. So it's not like, you know, it, 25 it, years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's right. And she was like, oh, you know, just want to apologize um, for not getting your food. You know, and she was just so apologetic that, you know, she asked us to stay. And, you know, I told him, I said, what do you want to do? And uh, he was like, okay, let's, you know, stay. And so we went back to our, to our you know, table. table. Yeah. And, um, and we were served. 
but um and they took some you know took a disc gave us a discount and stuff like that but yeah it was very very um troubling to see that other people around us were getting their meal and i mean it, you know it wasn't like we ordered anything extravagant people who were getting their meal ahead of us ordered the same thing that we had ordered you know yeah so, so where were you when that happened what city or state were you still in oh, virginia yeah we were we were on i would say in maryland at the time were you I was the at, only were the only black family in the restaurant yes so is that what lead that's what made you think it must be because they don't want to serve that, me because i'm black yes yes that's what made me think that way so um I didn't see any other reason. So we started lead to lead because I told my husband, I said, let's go because um, I don't know what's going on. We, so, so we started to leave and then that's when the manager came up and started and then you did get served us. eventually, right? We did get served. You know, <laughs> I, I have to say that, you know, as I'm listening to this, so, and I'm coming from waking up in white skin every day. <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking, I, I'm thinking, you know what, if that were to happen to me, I would be irate, I would have walked out, I would have, wait, you know, the manager come over to me. But I, I, I bet you, I bet you that most white people watching are thinking, well, that happens to me. Why does she think it was because she was black? And I know this now, because mm -hmm. I have had so many conversations with my black sisters sharing with me these little experiences that build on top of each other on top of each other on top of each other from the time you were a little girl you were being told that you're not equal you're not right. you're less than so now as an adult every time something happens your brain is wired to think that it's because you're a black woman and it has nothing to do with anything else so Right. For any of you watching this, and I'm speaking my truth, as a white woman, five years ago, not having all these experiences with so many people, I can see that I would say, well, why don't you just pick up your big girl panties and everybody gets this problem in a restaurant. But no, you, we all come from our experience and every experience builds on the last. So when you yeah. hear people saying that, you know, pointing to something that they believe is racist, they're coming from their experience. You're coming mm -hmm. from your experience. So I'm so glad that you shared that. Yes. yes. Really so glad that you shared <clears throat> that. And then the other thing that you shared about the code 1040. Now that was probably 20 years ago or 18 years ago, because I know your kids are older now. Yes. But here's the thing, to think that doesn't still happen is naive. Because maybe, they, maybe they're not getting on the loudspeaker. But I can tell you that only 10 years ago, so this is 2020, mm -hmm. 10 years ago, my niece worked for a major retailer. And part of her training was her manager telling her that anytime somebody who's black comes in the door, pay attention. Mm. Meanwhile, statistics show that the the majority of shoplifters are 45-year-old white women. <laughs> That's the truth. So this is ingrained in individuals mm -hmm. and it becomes systemic because it's in the business that those individuals are running. Yes. 
it is it is Absolutely. and i've heard you know the whole shopping thing i hear that over and over and over and over again from my friends of color that when you walk into a store you can feel the eyes on you mm-hmm. yes right, right. even maybe you just have to ignore it right i mean there's nothing you can do about it you know you just have to because you need to you need to get the products for your family you know right. so you just deal with it i mean yeah. There's nothing else you can do. No, really. I thank you so much for sharing all of that, Dr. Charmaine, because the banana boat comment, <laughs> you know, that stuff still happens, right? They'll yes. hear an accent. I, I'm, in, I'm in South Florida. And mm. when I hear people speak about Latin people, I hear those kinds of comments. They don't speak to Latin people in their face about it, but to me, because I'm a white woman, they will. So here's my call to action today, ladies and gents, is speak up. Speak up. That gentleman who was in the fast food restaurant was also a man of color. So he probably held back from saying something. But right. I'll bet you there were white people there who thought that what that woman was doing was abhorrent, but they didn't mm -hmm. speak up. Right. That's true. That's speak true. up. Speak out. Make sure people know. I'll tell you that my... Um, I have someone in my life who's in his 80s who uses terrible racial comments. And every mm. time I hear it out of his mouth, I say, that's unacceptable. We're not, we, that is not going to be spoken about here. We're talking about human beings. Speak up. There are people Amen. in your life that are saying derogatory things. There are people in supermarkets, in, in, in Macy's, in Walmart speak up because the more of us that speak up and speak out that's where real change happens amen amen, amen. to that dr charmaine anything else you want to share before we leave uh today's sister to sister broadcast oh no i just want to thank you for the opportunity trish for having me on today and for me to speak my truth and you know my grandma, you know, I have, to, I have to really give my grandmother, she's no longer with us, but she really instilled some values in me that I take with me today. And that is why, you know, um, I don't let certain things, you know, but, you know, really keep me down or prevent me from getting to where I need to go. Yeah. Strength. Yeah, absolutely. You have an internal fortitude that's admirable for sure. Amen. I mean, Amen. look at all that you've accomplished in your life. You know, one last thing for those of you who are people of color, I want to invite you to go to the website One Million Truths. One Million Truths is about gathering one million truths by people of color, stories just like Dr. Charmaine just shared, so that there is a gathering of these stories, that people can see them. And we can take this issue of racism from being talked about as a concept and high level to the reality of how it is affecting individual people every single day. So go to One Million Truths. If you are a white person, go there and check out the stories. If you're a person of color, go and put your truth up there. The more we speak out, the more we share these experiences, the more we make a difference. Thanks again, Dr. Charmaine, for being here today. I appreciate you. And thank you all for watching, for being a part of the change, and for sharing this on your social media.
Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bye.